and welcome to the Long Absent Crisis on Infant Midlives podcast. I'm Rob. We were on a mid-season break. This is Amanda. Mid-season of what? <laughs> mid-season of a bender. Oh, okay, yes, mid-season of a bender. So, uh, yes, and uh, this is episode eight, the kick of jo- oh, osteoporosis, my hip. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot funnier in my head. What do you want? Um, I can't help you. Okay. <laughs> so... It has been uh, an interesting week in terms of, uh, in particular, digital comics, which we have had certain issues with uh, from the very day that we started. Yes, you were very angry. Well, (laughs) not angry, just uh, thinking it's not completely thought through and that it hoses out local comic retailers that have kept this very niche art form alive for years while... People have fucked around and allowed Rob Liefeld to have fucking employment. Now, that was going to happen regardless of digital comics. You know that. No, it wasn't. (laughs) A realistic industry does not pay Rob Liefeld to do anything but clean up. A realistic industry doesn't care about feet. (laughs) Valid point. So, anyway, uh, the big news after a, a reasonable amount of time of comiXology and graphically going head-to-head and back-to-back. Uh, With comiXology? Uh, I said that. Right. Drinking. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have been drinking. You don't listen to this pod. You don't listen to this podcast, frankly. So, Five of you do, and we love you. Yes. So, <laughs> um, yes, comiXology lives as a uh, an app-based storefront and graphically is now just going to produce e-books for other people. And they have removed their app from various app stores and uh, ain't selling nothing no mo. No, but if you have purchased uh, comics through Graphically, you can continue to still read them. Yes, on particular platforms that they choose to continue to support. However, if you choose to upgrade those platforms, say, for example, you have an iPad 2, and you'd like to get an iPad 3. You're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked, burnt, and in the way. Uh, (laughs) Graphically has removed their app from all appropriate app stores. You cannot download it directly. If you have it installed, you can keep using it. If you don't, uh, yeah, so sorry, Charlie. But Comixology continues apace. Uh, I didn't hate the platform when I tried it this week. Okay, well, talk about... Let's go with that. It's a platform that still exists, that people can still buy comics on, and it's the first time we've actually fucked around with it. So, um, It worked well for what it is. What, what did you try to do? All right. I went to my local comic book store. Yes. I wanted a particular book from Boom Studios, Fanboys versus Zombies, number one. Uh, it was not available because with small print books like that, you need to order them ahead of time if you really want to have them. True. And I didn't really know about it until about the day before. Um, Thanks, Comics Alliance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. But anyway, um, so it not being there, I came home and said, fine, I know it's available on Comixology. Yep. So I I have a a MyTouch 4G um, T-Mobile device. It's got Android. Phone number, uh, 617-5-whatever. 555-eat-my-ass. And... I downloaded quickly the app, Comixology, to my phone and it was able to then go in and say, okay, I want Fanboys versus Zombies number one. 
that took a while to download, even with a uh, wireless rather than 4G. <laughs> sure. <laughs> took a while. Um, but once it was there, it, it read really well. Although, you know, the, the default setting is, yes, we're going to treat you like you're a three-year-old who can't read. <laughs> we're going to sequence this for you. Focus on this. Now focus on this other thing. Now focus on this. Well, uh, to be <laughs> fair, you downloaded it on a cell phone. Yeah. Do you think you could have read an entire comic page? No, but uh, there's a, a certain portion of me, the portion of me that knows how to read. <laughs> sure. That innately says, wait. Don't tell me what to focus on. I know what to focus on. Hey, shiny. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, but also to be fair, on a tiny four or five inch screen. Yeah. No, it, five inch to be fucking charitable on a cell phone. Look, to be honest, it read beautifully. Um, I, I didn't really mind. Okay, I'm focusing on this now. I'm focusing on that. Other than like the knee jerk part of my brain that says, you know, I know how to read. <laughs> okay. Um, I understand. Yeah, you can only look at so much on a four-inch screen. However, as we discovered when we looked at it on the Asus ePad, um, once yes. we downloaded Comixology on there, it still does the same thing. Look here. Now look here. I have seven inches of screen to deal with. It's almost the same size as, size as a comic page. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's be fair. Let's talk about what worked with that. You set everything up on a cell phone. Yes. And then we installed the app on the Android tablet. Yes. And we just had to use the same username and password and you had access to yeah, the Yeah, no, comic. that was cool. Like once you have Comixology, once you've created an account, you can download everything that's in your My Comics section wherever. But you have to download it locally. It's <laughs> no, that, <coughs> that's true and that takes a few minutes and they're And what, they're like, large. They're like 100 meg, 174 meg per okay. comic. Yep, so So yeah, that takes couple three minutes over wi-fi yes which is um, an eternity and i will be fair i installed the app since it's my tablet yes. and i got the book and i don't like to touch your things you get upset there's a filthy joke there i'm gonna let it slide <laughs> <coughs> but uh it, yeah it's the default settings on at least a tablet i was able to look at whole page whole page I could set it to give me your smart reading, to give me a panel at a time and a panel at a time, but it was not that way by default. No, um, and that's odd. You feel I feel as though the uh, the app should be able to sort of natively decide what is the best way to read something. Yeah, maybe. Um, and an interesting thing to note: I also downloaded Avengers versus X Men uh, Round One. Uh, yes. Which also showed up on your tablet. Yes, and which had the uh, Mark Wade, Stuart, Eminem, which uh, was a nice Nova bonus. story. Yeah, you know, uh, for the extra is, dollar. Yeah, which is designed to be a digital comic. It's part of Marvel's Infinite Comics digital experiment, if not a line. Which you can get through Comicsology for ninety nine cents separately if you have not already purchased. Now, are you sure? Because I couldn't find it. No, that's just it. If you have purchased Avengers versus X Men Round One, okay, it says, "Oh, you already have this. Why are you asking to buy this again? Stupid! I don't want to charge you again." Okay, was not aware <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, but you can get it if you haven't already purchased it. Okay, you can get just the Infinite Comic by itself for ninety nine cents. Okay, ninety nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> Tree fitting. Yeah, um, and that was a nice bonus. It, it didn't cost any more than it would have gotten cost to get the other book 
Yeah, because we paper copy. We did get the paper copy, and it was the same price. Although I find it very interesting because I went and I double checked a couple times. The paper copy has that augmented reality piece where there's a little logo at the bottom of the page that says, "All right, if you you played with this, what, um, what do you need yeah. to do?" It's <laughs> so yeah. There are particular pages of the paper comic that have a little AR uh, Marvel style logo at the bottom, and if you have an Android or an iPhone. Uh, tablet, cell phone, whatever, you can download a giant honking 22 meg uh, Marvel augmented reality application, which then, if your camera is working just right and you set your phone or your tablet so it can see the logo and see enough of the page to understand that, yep, this is the actual comic page, it will overlay through the screen that you're looking at the comic through original pencils or concept art or pencils to inks to final art with, you know... Through some the phone, so it goes to a website? I explain to me again like I'm too... Uh, no, it's a, you see it right on the screen. So it's your phone or tablet camera looking at the page. So you're looking at the real world through your tablet like some form of spastic or Geordie LaForge and... <laughs> And it decides, oh, I know what you're looking at, so let me overlay something on top of the real world. So you okay. see part of the comic book and part of the pencils, whatever. Was and it just the pencils? Because it sounded like there was some commentary bits also. Uh, there was. There was a particular uh, thing where I was experimenting, looking through my phone, and I got a pencil thing. And it was commentary from the writer, uh, Brian Bendis. Michael Bendis, which was horrifically disappointing because I really always hoped the first time I heard Bendis's voice through my phone would be with a restraining order or some form of police involvement. That's but so refreshingly not fanboy. I was hoping it would sound like the voice of God. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounded yeah, like... Matt Fraction. It sounded like kidding. a Cleveland Jew saying, I really liked writing this, where I was hoping it would be, you prick, if you come around my family one more time, I'll cut you. <laughs> See, now, I find this interesting because none of that was available on the digital download. And you would think that with the digital download, they would just make that all bundled up. Uh, you would think, but Marvel and DC and everybody is acutely aware of not pissing off the actual physical paper copy retailers, which I'm on board with. Yes. Now, I love my local comic store. And these stores, <laughs> they barely tolerate me, but... Um, uh, they have kept these books alive through mostly the late 90s where everybody wrote them off and you know, now with the recession have written them off again. So it's uh, to me it's a nice, I think it's extraneous and bullshit and frankly I found the whole app difficult to work with and it still demands to know my course location so Marvel knows where I am for some reason. Because yeah. you're on a list somewhere. I'm on a list it's, in a it's lot not of fucking places. Like everybody who uses the app, it's just you. No, uh, I'm. <laughs> I can accept that. But <laughs> no, it's just uh, here's this giant thing, and it needs to know where you are, and you know, particularly on the tablet, I need to set up the camera just so, so it could sort of see and understand what it was looking at, and that's what you want is a just so app. Yeah, and it's just. <laughs> It's just fucking awkward and, you know, okay, yep, that's that's pencil art. And, oh, yeah, there's uh, there's Brian Bendis yammering at me. <laughs> I spend $4,000 a year to go to Comic-Con to hear similar kind of things. But, yeah, it's through my phone. Yeah, okay. 
my phone's talking to me. You know, I, I applaud Marvel for saying, fine, let's give something extra to uh, to people who buy the actual book. But at the same time, here's something extra that still sort of forces you to get used to looking at comics through your phone. You have a paper copy. Put an extra five, six pages in it. Show me the fucking pencils. Yeah. You're trying to train me away from my local comic store. And I've had to train them to not call the police. This is extra training nobody fucking needs. Well, that was an interesting thing in a way with... Uh, I downloaded Fanboys vs. Zombies number 1 from Boom on Comixology. Yeah. And I, granted, I haven't seen the paper copy. But I, I found it really awesome that you know every variant cover was bundled as part of it. Um, some of it was you know Phil Noto official Comic Con art because it is a love letter to freaking Comic Con. Sure. Um, the the uh, cons- uh, character concept pieces. Oh yeah, and that and Umberto Ramos put together. And yeah, that particular cover by. Oh, I forget his Arthur name. Arthur Sweedam. Yeah, who, Dude, who does the Marvel Zombies Dude, you're out there and you are awesome stuff. for Marvel Zombies, and I really apologize for butchering your name like at least eight times in the last 48 hours. Yeah, but uh, uh, that was a great cover. That may be yeah. the best. It, it's it's um, uh, a solid Comic fanboy carrying riff. a fangirl, you know, a la Crisis on, on Infinite Earths <laughs> yeah. with Superman carrying a Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. Yeah, no, that was cool. <laughs> Now, who doesn't love that? It really the the book in and of itself is it perfect. No, um, I'm going to keep reading it because I'm a fangirl. Sure, it's got a little something in there for everybody who loves comics and loves Comic Con and loves zombies. And th- for that reason alone, you should read it. Sam Humphries is the man, and Jerry Gaylord's art is also entertaining. I think so. Yeah, it, it was not a bad book. It was fun. And if you've been to Comic Con, uh, half of what'll carry you through it is. Oh yeah, seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's And that's what it is. And that's why I'm like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. Oh, the free hugs guy. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. well, there's a million free hugs guys at Comic-Con. But, yeah, it's one of the, if you've never been to Comic-Con or never seen the coverage on G4 or anything, it's going to be, it's not going to speak to you the same way. I don't know what I'm looking way. at. But you know what? If you've ever wanted to go to Comic-Con, it, it will kind of clue you in a little bit. <laughs> Only a little bit. Well, the initial sequences before the the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, we all feel like zombies there. However. Yeah, well, that's because we can shuffle walk because that's how fast you can move based on the number of bodies in the room. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, there are the positive things about digital comics. You know, uh, they read in a certain way pretty well, and if the app works, the the big news this week is graphically, which is one of the big two independent comic sellers, has. Decided that they no longer wish to carry comic books. So you have a large customer base who installed this app and set up an account and have downloaded a certain number of things and are counting on them. I I don't want to leap back to things we already talked about that we already talked about. We may have mentioned it, but I mean, I I was looking at some of the online forums. I've downloaded $500 worth of books and now I can't transfer them to another platform. Yeah. So... And this is the problem I've had with the way digital comics are now, which I kind of call early iTunes days, which is, okay, yep, you can get them, and here's a legal way to do it so you don't get in trouble and you don't have to feel like you're pirating, but you need to be able to talk to our servers and everything needs to be working, and if we ever decide, oh, this isn't profitable, yeah. you've got fuck all for your money. I mean, the the bottom line is for either of these platforms, at the end of the day, it's... 
you have to read it through that digital reader. It's it's native to that particular reader. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, there's a certain amount of, like, comiXology. Yes, we have it on our Android tablet, and you can put it on the phone. And, and I can pull it up on my computer. But the point is, if comiXology goes tits up, I still have to have comiXology installed if I want to read it. And if I ever upgrade my device, I'm fucked. Yeah, and if they ever decide to take their servers down and say, whoops, so sorry, Charlie. Yeah, you know, racist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but y you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It Whereas if you have decided, oh, I thought that uh, that thing before Blu-ray, that, that HD DVD, that would be a good idea. That was what I was putting my chips on. You can still play that. You still own that. You have that player. <laughs> yeah, but even that, that's sort of similar because, yes, you have the player, and you can attach it to anything, and you can play those. You can't transfer them anywhere. True. You still own the media, and as long as you own the player, you can attach it to whatever will take it. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you can still get various pieces of software that will rip that, and then you can put it on some other thing that will play on some other device, well, that's which is illegal, and you shouldn't do that. Well, no, but that's <laughs> that's the precise thing. It's as long as we have DRM tied up in our digital comics, you're giving money to somebody... And you only own your comics for as long as they have decided that they will give you the pleasure of their verification service. Well, I mean, you can make that same uh, argument about MP3s. No, MP3s are absolutely wide open. Please explain, Rob. Well, <laughs> the early days of iTunes, you would get a particular Apple file format that would need to be authenticated through iTunes. Totally pitched this to you. What? <laughs> totally pitched this to you. And thank you, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, in the early days, it was, okay, you can only play your stuff on certain computers, and we will transfer your account to certain places, and you need to have a fucking uh, iPod, and you can't put it on this other thing. And it's just not sustainable. You're throwing money to somebody and basically saying, yes, as long as you decide it's okay, the thing that I bought, the thing that in theory I own, you're telling me I can use. Whereas MP3s, which iTunes still uses the particular file format, they will upsell you to the open one that you can put anywhere but uh y you need something open there's yeah. no reason these people can't sell a pdf except marvel and dc and their parent companies disney and warner brothers have <laughs> tight assholes and, yes. oh no somebody will put these online they're already fucking online i can scan any comic book i want with my 90 dollars scanner and give it to anybody i fucking feel like exactly i mean ultimately the the biggest problem with digital technology and comic books is that all it does is serve to perpetuate the notion that comics are disposable entertainment. Well, uh, that's the thing. They're, they're not even saying that. They're making it so but that's But they're making the case. it more so. I mean, you know, anybody who wasn't taking comics seriously before the advent of this, oh, it's a kid's thing. Oh, it's you can't take that seriously. Oh, look at those people who never want to grow up. It. See, you know what? I, I don't necessarily agree. I think they're just so, sort of assuming that people will understand. Because each one of these apps has the idea of, here is your collection. And don't worry, we have your collection. You can bring it local when you want to read it. I think it's pure misdirection of, don't worry, we got your back. When it's, don't worry, we got your back as long as the money's right. And just keep sending us money. And if you stop, well, fuck you. These servers go to somebody else. And, uh somebody will buy this domain name someday and 
Yeah, you I just, wind up with fuck all for your money. I guess I worry, though, in terms of, you know, things that I can hold in my hand. I really did not dislike my experience using comiXology. But at the same time, if the servers were to go away and I wanted to read something again and I, I couldn't get at it, I would be sad. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I could go out and spend the same three ninety nine or 99 cents or two ninety nine, depending on who's holding the line where. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and get it again, much like I could, you know, decide. Oh, you know, my my cassette warped because I left it on my dashboard. I can go out and get the CD now or the MP3. Yeah, I still resent having to spend the money again. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have to. Everything, all these transactions, be it Comicsology or graphically, up until last week, were you're buying something. And it turns out what you're buying is nothing. At best, you're renting. Yeah. So you give them the full price of a new comic book. You paid the same $4 for your digital Avengers versus X-Men that I spent at my local comic store. Yep. And, and you got your little piece of augmented reality, and I got the Marvel Infinite you know, preview of Nova. Yeah, well, the difference is the augmented reality, even that is tied to the server. Here's a bonus for print customers. Yeah, and the question actually with that is, so you know, going forward, will that augmented reality show up in a trade? Oh, please. That augmented reality won't be available online in six months. I guarantee it. We this will is check in in six months. <laughs> this is the bone they're throwing to local comic store owners. Oh, oh no. Uh, he, here, here's an extra for people who go to your store. An extra in a comic book is something you print. Because that would make me giggle. You know, X, on, X number of years from now. Now, I've got, I'm going to admit this, I've got two volumes of Marvel Essential Dazzler over there that were published in the, the late 70s and early oh to mid 80s. Oh, my God, you're gay. I am a girl. <laughs> Um, and I've got these two things. So, you know, not that augmented reality existed back then. <laughs> it might have been a glimmer in somebody's eye somewhere who, you know, had an Atari 5200 or something. But um, suppose, you know, years from now, decades from now, we have, you know, an essential X-Men or an essential Avengers, you know, volume 82 or something. <laughs> Get to your question, because I'll spit the answer out real quick. I'm getting to it, because I'm just watching you sit there being uncomfortable, which is amusing to me. <laughs> and it, so we get to it, and you know, is there going to be a little AR logo at the bottom of that panel? No, there fucking won't. Okay, please enlighten the audience as to why, Rob. Because there's no percentage in it. Are they really going to maintain servers for that? It's a short-term thing to keep comic store owners happy. And to make people buying the comic books feel like they're getting a little extra the same way the people who are getting the digital versions are getting the digital uh, Wade, Eminem, Nova story are getting extra. But make no mistake, those will be maintained until the end of AVX plus probably six months. You will not see those AR icons in the trades and they will very quickly start shutting it down because that bandwidth and storage space costs money. It's a short-term placebo to make it feel like you're getting something. It does, but it's also kind of analogous to the sort of content you might get on like a um, the, the BD Live, Blu-ray disc live things. Which is also bullshit. And I, I, I defy you to find anybody who uses Blu-ray Live. Well, it's because it's inconsistent. You, you don't know what you're going to get at any given time, and half of it takes 800 years to download. 
at least on our servers. Um. Yeah, like it took you know 15 tries and various settings to get Marvel's augmented reality, which I've already uninstalled, to work on my fucking tablet. But who knows? I mean, maybe it gets better over time. Maybe we're naysayers. We're totally fucking naysayers. <laughs> but we're right. It's bullshit. You will not see those icons even probably in second or third prints of the comics. Maybe that's a little reactionary, but you're not going to see AR icons in the trades. Okay. You're just not. <laughs> uh, this is a short-term, you know, ooh, look, shiny. Please ignore the fact that we're really trying to upsell our digital shit because if we can just stop printing these comics, Christ, we'll still sell them at four bucks a whack, but we'll save so much money. How did you feel about that preview of Nova after I acquired it? It wasn't even a preview. It was, it was the, the comic. That was the first. It's Look, it was designed to be viewed on a screen. Yes. It was obvious, and because of that, it used it really well. It was written by one of the better writers in comics and drawn by one of the better artists in comics. It fucking popped. It was awesome. It was fun to look at. Yep. Um, it was Avengers versus X-Men number one Infinite, which is a Mark Wade story about Nova drawn by Stuart Immonen. 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 Yes. Um, it, it was beautifully drawn. I didn't really care for the John Romita Jr. art of AVX Round 1. Well, uh, yeah, neither of us are uh, Romita people. JRJR <laughs> fans, but... I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but it was just like, yep, that's uh, art. But yeah. then you looked at it versus... It was almost in such stark contrast. <laughs> you looked at the Eminem art, and it was like, yeah. wow, this pops so hard. Um, especially on the LCD screen and... He made, or whoever made the choices with the art, made such an excellent choice with the filters and the fades when I could get them to work properly. Uh, well, yeah, and we both had issues of certain settings popping in and popping out. So, it, look, if you've not seen the Infinite Comics concept, it's here's a panel and you can choose, okay, go next and things can be layered on. Or moved in focus, so you're fundamentally looking at a single comic panel. But you control the pacing, and various things pop up and move and come in and out. So it's really, if you need to think of how do you do a comic using the strengths of a digital format, they really have it down. Yeah, no, it, when it works, it's beautiful to look at. Yes. And... Mark Wade is a strong storyteller, so the story is also strong. So it's not just resting on the strengths of the art. No, exactly. Although I love Stuart Im Imminent stuff. Yeah. His name is hard to say after about ten beers. It is. But. Let's have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Got one here. But, All right. Uh, but, yeah, and it was clearly made saying, yeah, look, here is a screen where we can make things bright and shine, whereas... No matter what you do, it's sort of flat and just basically colored on a page. And it was done in a way I don't think that can't be reprinted. Um, no. It won't be nearly as effective. Right. I mean, and, that's just... You know, I'm okay with that. But the problem I have with any digital comic is if Marvel's servers go down tonight, you're never going to see that again. True. I mean, it, it was definitely better than a motion comic, which just seems clunky and, like, cheap animation. Yeah, I mean, uh, they can be fun, uh, but it's it's less comics than more half-assed movie. Yeah. Uh, which can be fun, 
But. But. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's let's move on from there. Um, we're talking about Avengers versus X Men. Let's just talk Avengers. Okay. Avengers. Sorry. The movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which will be dropping in theaters May 4th in the United States. Yes, I've already uh, motivated my day job team of minions. Uh, if we get everything done early, we can leave early and go see the Avengers. We can see a movie. Mr. Rob. Yes, I'll bring booze. No, they won't. No, I'll bring booze. I'll Fuck bring them. Booze. So, the Avengers trailers um, and various related content are popping up on the internet like bunnies, which is only appropriate as we approach Easter. Yeah, well, we're we're at the point where we're going to start seeing yeah, TV spots, and uh, we already saw today on some program, you know, uh, some commercial tied to Doritos Red Baron, Red Baron Pizza. Yeah, because when you think superheroes and Shield, when you hit the red button, you hit the Red Baron stash of pizza in the Shield he- headquarters, and that just seems like like a bad idea. I'm shit-faced, and that hurts my head, but whatever. <laughs> Who hits the Red Baron's stash? It's probably Tony Stark's stash to keep him stable <laughs> after, like, you know, a scotch bender. Don't it, do that. It's his booze soak. You killed Tony Stark, <laughs> you sack of shit. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that thing you're doing, don't do that. <laughs> but, Thor needs that, because he's going to throw down. <laughs> but uh, minus the shitty tie-in ads, which, you know... It, this is not our first rodeo. We knew we would see them. Every trailer, and at this point, you know, running a comics website, we have not republished every, but w- every one. But we have seen We've come every, close. <laughs> just about for Avengers. But we have seen every international trailer, every TV spot, every, you know, you know uh, here, here's a toy, and yeah, there really have been very few missteps. With that said, everything we've seen has been heavily edited. Yes. Heavily cut. I mean. Although, you know, it, it, it looks good. You see the, the Black Widow chair sequence that has come online recently. Uh, the one we uh, published? Yes. yes. I think we've seen it. <laughs> oh. And I've talked it up to people, and it's extremely well done. But then again, if you have to make a certain particular scene work, oh, a sarcastic female hero overcoming incredible odds. Directed by Joss Whedon, that sort of seems like the obvious one. It's as like though he's done that before. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, it's like they, they held back the, uh, let's have Captain America and Thor playing chopsticks with their wangs. No, that's not a good thing. To well, it's just it. it. It harked back so hard to Buffy that I was watching that going, all right, so who's Xander in this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a... Uh, guessing Hawkeye. <laughs> No, no, Hawkeye gets all the pussy. He's a smooth <laughs> He's pimp. He's a smooth it's, pimp. It's uh, what, Agent Clark. What's his name? <laughs> Car- uh, Carlson? Uh, whatever. whatever. That guy. You know who we mean. Wingtip. Agent Wingtip. <laughs> but uh, the most recent one that's gone up, or at least the most recent one that's been publicized, oh, has yes. the, is the Hulk Smash trailer. Oh, which is which tra- I just put up today. Uh, so. And to be fair, it's, it's not a trailer. It's a 30-second TV, TV spot, spot of... Uh, it is available on our website, and if everything goes well, it will be the piece right below this one. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's Captain America looking at Hulk. You know, Hulk smash, and Hulk grins like somebody's massaging his prostate. It's like the first time he's ever... You're right, I am large and green. I should be smashing things. Thank you, little blue man. <laughs> <laughs> For this, I will not eat your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what an awesome idea. And then he goes forth and smashes. <laughs> 
I, I guess the big question is with all the cool Avengers stuff, can it possibly be as good? This is the first big super team movie since the original X-Men, which yes. really came from nowhere. This is something where it's a bunch of individually established characters with their own history and their own characterization coming into this from nowhere. Yep. Minus Mark Ruffalo, who took the check. Well, uh, what's his face? You'd like me to replace Ed Norton? Yes. What's the money like? Yeah. Well, thank you. I would love to be a part of your team, and I'm pleased to be a part of this. Yeah, exactly. Motion capture my scrotum, and we'll call <laughs> it the Hulk. Whatever. But, uh, and actually, they do a very good job of, of superimposing his features on that CGI. Yeah, but uh, they say that with every fucking movie with the no, Hulk. No, it's true, because I went in and I did a screen cap for, for that post. Yeah, but you know what? They did it fine with Ed Norton and the Incredible Hulk, and frankly... Nobody wants to say it. They did it fine with Eric Bana and Hulk in two. Which I've enjoyed in retrospect at home drinking on the couch. Yeah, you know, remapping somebody's feature to put on a Hulk, I'm beginning to think they teach it at DeVry University. It's just, <laughs> it's a basic skill, but it's the first thing. Oh, look, you can see his face in the Hulk. Would you well, like to take our graphics course? Would you like to superimpose your features on a Hulk? <laughs> just pay us $1,000. We'll give you a diploma. And you can be the Hulk. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> But uh, minus that, it, it, we're going to be hearing that for the next X weeks. Oh, they mapped his face on the Hulk. They've been doing that for fucking years. I know That's what I'm nothing. getting you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> but can it possibly be as good as it looks? I hope. And, and this is a purely speculative question where you go, uh, maybe. Well, but you know, they have so many different TV spots and trailers out now. You go, well, don't they only show just the good parts of the movie? You know, have have I now seen the whole movie? Do I need to see the movie? And there's always that little bit more that they add to, like, each trailer. It's like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, look, there's more of the Hulk there. Or, oh, look, Black Widow is cutting up ugly there. Like, I'm hoping, like, you know, this means that there are hidden depths yet to be plumbed in, in the Whedon Avengers. Here's something I just thought of. Yes, they put all the best parts, and we've seen all characters doing something. We have not seen Thor speak. And we have not seen it's Hawkeye Chris speak. Chris Hemsworth can't speak. <laughs> and we've not seen Hawkeye speak, and Jeremy Renner can speak. No, we've seen him say a line. There's like a trailer where he says a thing. Yeah, not the face. <laughs> no, wait, that's my dream. But <laughs> no, he says something in one of them. I forget what. But yeah, it's Jeremy Ren Jeremy Renner who is is the man. We saw Hurt Locker. So oh shit, we saw the town. Yeah. I I used to drunkenly pass the mailbox. He died behind in well, the hell, town. Well, hell, when we I saw Thor, it's away. like. Like, is that Hawkeye? Is that Jeremy Renner? Fuck yeah! <laughs> but he's done nothing. No, and he doesn't have to do anything. He has to... Sh all he has to do is show up. <laughs> is it that simple? <laughs> we need to prove the Hulk is cool, but Jeremy Renner... <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it's like, Hawkeye's a dick, so it's a fine line. Like, show up, but don't be too much of a dick, so I don't hate you. <laughs> is the problem <laughs> which is you know exactly the line that anybody had to walk in any of the x-men movies cyclops is a dick so they marginalized that guy <laughs> yeah, they put him in a coma for two fucking yeah. movies <laughs> we can't let everybody know he's a dick i mean he's the lead but let's put him in a coma <laughs> <laughs> i hope they do that in the avengers hi jeremy renner here i play hawkeye where do i where do i report on the set there's your coma bed shut up <laughs> so you know if you haven't seen it yet, it should be uh, one post down from this. Take a look at it. The Hulk grins, not like an idiot, 
but like a sir. Like that guy, sir. <laughs> like a boss. That man knows. Whereas, whereas in the last three, <laughs> in the last three Avengers trailers, Hawkeye falls to his death like a miss. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> My tailbone. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Every single trailer that goes up, every TV spot that goes up, there's that one little nuanced bit more that we haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. That just gets me that much more excited. Hell, I got excited looking at the goddamn Hindi language because that's not showing up over here. We're getting Soundgarden, which is fine. Um, music oh, yeah. over the end credits. You know, they showed like this like entirely done Indian Hindi language video that, you know, made me actually sad yeah, for it, Evanescence. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Evanescence if they had a lot of tofu. No, no, they don't have tofu in India. They have uh, Dick. <laughs> malaria. I don't know. But the thing, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And it made me go, damn, I want this movie to be here now. Why is it opening on April 26th in Mumbai? <laughs> yeah, I will never understand how they're. The sad thing is we'll be able to get it illegally. In our Which living room. Which you shouldn't do because that's wrong. Yeah, and we won't do because it'll be a shitty copy. But yeah. you'll be able to get it illegally before you can go see it in 3D. And by the way, we're not going to see it in 3D. No. We, you know, it's <laughs> uh, we will get uh, trebuchet and pixie sticks who are will ask us, oh, do you want to go to this particular... Uh, no, I hate 3D. Yeah. So, no, no, actually, trebuchet, want, pixie, want... trebuchet, pixie sticks, you're coming up here to... Roxbury. We live in Roxbury. <laughs> and Asgard. You're coming to Asgard. <laughs> because we are the Lord. And stuff. Yeah. But, uh, all right, moving on from this. Ooh, crappy. I'm, I'm crappy at transitions, Rob. <laughs> and I'm out of practice. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Shall we talk about Comic-Con, the hotel situation? Uh, yes. <laughs> Amanda and I have attended uh, every year since 2006. Yes. Uh, there is a particular hotel we normally stay at. We have certain things that we do to get ready. Uh, we try to get our passes before we leave the previous year. Uh, the particular hotel we stay at is not one of the beaten path downtown. No, it's it's far. It's reasonably far out comparative yeah. to many other hotels. It does count. To be fair, is a downtown hotel. It does. It's not, it's on the shuttle route, but it's it's on the outskirts. Yeah, uh, but it's never anybody's first choice. Well, it's our first choice. Well, yes, and for years, uh, when we would get our room through Comic Con, we could do it hours and hours later. Hell yeah! Because nobody was screaming for it. Nope. So, which is stupid because it's awesome. Don't ruin it for us. I know. <laughs> I'm not naming it, much like so, where we lived. Um. This particular year, what we've done for the last few years is this particular hotel has had a certain number of rooms that you could just sort of book directly. So we would always, literally in August the previous year, go, yeah, let's just book the room. It's the hotel we want. Let's get the room we want, and we're all set. This past year, because Comic-Con has committed themselves to making as many rooms available inexpensively as possible. Which is to say they went in. Right after Comic-Con last year and proceeded to reserve every hotel and every rele every room in every relevant hotel. Just everywhere. about, yeah. So uh, even our sort of off-the-beaten-path hotel, uh, we, Not were, available. we were unable to book a room directly, even at their full rate. So this is the first year since 2008 we went through 
Comic-Con hotel booking, and it was one of those, uh, was it a week ago Thursday? Yeah. Uh, they went on sale. They went on sale at noon, and I logged in at straight up noon. Really had very little problem getting to their page. I said, fine. To be fair, we have booked a room in San Diego. We booked one almost a year ago. Yeah. Um, it's not one we wanted, but it's a, fine. We have a room, so we know we're going. Uh, so we said, here is this one hotel that we want. So fine, here is our one choice. And if we can't get a particular type of room we want, just book in a, in a different room in the hotel. And that was basically it. It was not anything but book us in this hotel. And right out of the gate. They proceeded to book us in a different hotel. Well, no, right <laughs> out of the gate. We got the confirmation email saying, you didn't pick a hotel. Yeah, which w we discovered later might have been a problem with our software. Uh, yeah, they could have been on our end. My browser, I have a whole bunch of security software. Anti-spam and ad block shit. <laughs> so to be fair to the Comic-Con uh, travel planners, the Comic-Con uh, travel agency, I got in touch with them as soon as we got the confirmation email and said, you haven't listed our first choice. And they said, just email us and tell us what you want so i said fine here is our one choice hotel and many people could choose up to 20 hotels just give me any that no this is the one we want yep and if you can't get us a particular room with a king-size bed and the anal i've said too much but just give you us have. a different room in the hotel <laughs> so hard to find a good room in the glory hall <laughs> yes but so we did that, and we got a confirmation e confirmation email saying, yep, you're all set. And then three days later, you have your room, and it's a completely different fucking hotel. It's a great hotel. Oh, it's an awesome hotel. It is a great hotel. But what we've also found is we got our request in. Hotels opened at noon. We got our request in and confirmed at 12.03. And we saw all over Twitter, people who got their requests in at 12.07 got dick. Yeah, they got nothing. So, Not even in that room with the glory hole kind of way. Yeah, so somewhere there's somebody who booked at 12.04 who said, the awesome hotel that's right close to Comic-Con that we wound up getting. That Don't don't get me wrong, we'll take I'm it. And happy. It's, we are it's, grateful. It's kind of cool, <laughs> but... Kind of wanted to be off the beaten track so we could get drunk and. Dear Comic Con overlords, we are happy and we are grateful. However, if next year you could <laughs> listen to our request a little more seriously. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it just felt like a big giant lottery where you know no matter what you requested, it's fine. You're in the pool and here's your date stamp and here's your room. Yeah, it's like you know, thank you for playing. Here's a room. Kind of like a. <clears throat> the room lottery in college. <laughs> All right, so let's let's wrap up then. Okay. Books this week that we have found interesting. Justice League Dark number seven, which is still by Peter Milligan. Uh, this week's art is by Daniel Samper. Yes, not uh, Michael Janin. Janin, which um, I may be mispronouncing. And we apologize in advance. Um, is a prelude to the Rise of the Vampires crossover with I Vampire by Josh Hell Fialkov. Yes. And what I enjoyed this week for me was the characterization of John Constantine. This book has been very uneven. It, it has. It's run. When, when it's been, uh, look, I have loved this book and I will love it forever for the first eight issues because it brought back Shade the Changing Man, which yes. is. 
one of my favorites written by Milligan in the early 90s and have missed that character, and he's written him pretty close to at least the broad strokes of what he wrote back in the day. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Since you're familiar. Um, in this book, they're characterizing him as an alien. Has that been the case for him? Uh, yeah, he always came from a... I'm not familiar <laughs> with the guy, so... Yes, he was a, a cross-dimensional alien. Uh... uh Christ, I forget what planet he came from. It doesn't matter. He was an alien? Uh, yes. Okay. His consciousness was actually uh, injected into one of Troy Granger, a serial killer. Oh, okay. No so, wonder he's so stable. Yeah. So Okay. But what I enjoyed about this book was just the characterization of John Constantine, who is who is one of my favorite characters ever in a comic book. Oh, yeah. Um, who I think is sort of just speaking for the rest of us when Z- uh, Xanadu drags them into yet another mess now involving vampires yes um wherein he decides to create a, a magic circle to hide out and say fuck all y'all to the rest of the no screw you i am going home i'm yes. leaving i'm not dealing with you <laughs> you can all be eaten by vampires outside my magic circle you and can continue suck- with this uneven series i'll be over here <laughs> thank you and suck this thing and okay thanks so i i just appreciated the the humor that went along with that um uh, Milligan's doing better with the book. Now they're in this crossover with I Vampire, which I'm also enjoying I Vampire. Um, well, I mean, he's doing better with the book, but uh, Jeff Lemire is taking it over in two issues, next issue? Yeah, something like that. And you know what? And, and he's good. punting on Shade. No, it's not good. I bought this book for Shade, for Peter Milligan writing Shade. So wait, and Lemire's going to punt on Shade? That's what I've heard. He's changing the lineup, and Shade's not going to be there. What are, have you heard other changes? Um, that's the main one I can uh, recall. That's, that's too bad. Um, although I am enjoying Lemire's work elsewhere. Oh, it's, I, I like Lemire and it'll probably still be a good book, but for me where Justice League Dark has always excelled was it had this feeling of here are characters from early 90s Vertigo. You know, so if you were in college or high school in the early 90s and you liked Shade and Hellblazer and, you know, all that shit was there, and and he wrote it in a similar manner, but it was, uh, look, Milligan's writing had problems. It was extremely decompressed. He barely got the team together. It, it had problems. It had problems. It, certain things felt really good about it. You know, the characters all felt true. He never bothered to get them together until recently, but. Well, we'll see what Lemire does with it. Um, he's doing a reasonable enough job on Animal Man, or, which Sweet I'm enjoying. Too. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what his take is on this. Um, but it, it feels like, you know, DC is going out of their way to to stretch their talents over way too many books. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, Marvel's no different. I mean, True. Uh, look back on just the reviews on our website of Bendis. Yeah. You know, New Avengers, sometimes incredible. Yeah, Avengers. Really? Are you fucking kidding me? They come out within a week of each other, and one is unbelievable. No, and absolutely. The other is and, really and you're knocking people out off panel. And you don't blame the writers. You can only make so much money working on a per book basis, but at the same time, you can only write a good story if your attention can be focused. That's a whole different question about how the industry is 
but no, and, and not necessarily to discuss tonight, but one wonders. You know, these writers who were working really well in acclaimed single books, yeah, now kind of faltering because people are going, "Oh, you're awesome! Let's hire you for." Three books, five books. You spread anybody too thin on anything, and they're not going to be as good as they are on one. Exactly. What are you going to do? Meanwhile, Garth Ennis, the boys. He and uh, original co-creator Derek Robertson Robertson said that uh, the book would out-preacher preacher, and this book has done a lot that is great. Yeah, it's a six-part arc coming up. Okay. Um. It, it's done a lot of great stuff. It, when I first got the individual issues based on that. Oh, it was oh, slow. It was slow and it didn't hang together. We were ready to drop it after DC dropped it. Um, until Dynamite came came out with issue seven in the trade uh, for the first six issue arc. So it was, okay, let's read the first. Okay, as an arc it hangs together. And they've been doing six issue arcs all the way along. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, out preacher, preacher. There, there's well, that's a, hard to do. Yeah, there's there's a story beat on here where one of the main characters really gets a comeuppance, a closure that he's been looking for for a long time. But uh, you compare it to Jesse in the arc of and there he stood in the ashes of his dead friend. Yeah. Uh, part of it is the boys is looking at six or seven or eight characters at any given time, whereas Preacher was, look, it's these three guys and these four or five ancillary characters that come in yeah. and come out. So the focus has shifted. But So, I mean, the boys, though, finally, it, it feels like there's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of we don't need to make this quite as decompressed as it has been. We're bringing it home. It's going to end. So more is happening per issue than has been in previous arcs. Yeah, uh, there were long stretches where it almost didn't matter if you read the individual issues. It was yeah. wait for the been trade. Getting, <laughs> we've been getting the trades at the end of almost every individual arc, along with the issues. And it, the boys is one of the books as we go through. Okay, here's our take during the week. We're standing in the front of the comic store, going, "Here's what we got," so we don't get two of each. Right. Where you see the boys, and we're both like, "Yay!" <laughs> But still, there have been plenty of issues of, yep, I read that. Uh, what happened? I don't know. We'll we'll get it in the trade. Yeah. So. But yeah. now we're we're in a situation where I would say to you all, if if you have been reading The Boys and you weren't sure and you, you walked away for a while, um, come back. But yeah. you're just going to make it all better. Yep. Um, Huey is sorting himself out. Um. And those are the two that you're really focusing on if you're reading this. There's yeah, an interesting there's an interesting sort of twist with the Homelander and Black Noir. So if you've been interested in what's going on with the Seven, come back. <laughs> yeah, which in and of itself is a weird comment on Batman Superman and, and Superman. Batman. That you know you always kind of believe deep down, frankly. <laughs> uh, sort of. Not yeah. really. Well, I mean, it, and it's not—it's not necessarily anything that Ellis didn't already kind of explore with uh, Authority and Stormfront. <laughs> True. And it just takes it to its next iteration, frankly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, to wrap up, final thoughts, Rob. Uh, 
let's go back to the beginning. Uh, digital comics are here. The way they're being sold now, uh, I don't think should legitimately be supported. They're doing some kind of cool stuff, but in the end, you're spending your money on the indulgence of somebody giving you your comics later. Yeah. It's, and that you don't know will always be around to continue to give you your comics. Yeah, you're not buying, you're renting, but you're renting at full price. And uh, there needs to be another solution. Okay. As long as you're willing to accept that I could be throwing bad money away to read something right now that I can't read tomorrow. Particularly with something like Infinite Comics. Uh, there's something there that you can't legitimately get on the printed page. Which is a good way to go for digital comics, but... I agree. I think your money right now is well spent if you're going to deal with um, something like Marvel Infinite. It is, yeah. It's digital comics being told in a way that isn't being told with other media. So if you want to give digital comics a try, Marvel Infinite is a great place to jump off, particularly if you don't care about having a hard copy you can keep. And you are also the sort of person who is just reading your comics on the go on an electronic device anyway. Yeah. Um, beyond, beyond that, um, it's disposable. So, you know, you, you get what you pay for. There is no security in the digital medium right now with digital comics. True. Your, your books could go anywhere. Yeah. They could disappear tomorrow. Um, Avengers trailers, keep them coming. I don't care. May 4th can't get here fast enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably the superhero movie I've looked most forward to in years. And this is a year with what looks like to be a good Spider-Man reboot. Yep. And the follow-up to The Dark Knight. Oh, absolutely. And also, you know, I'm I'm a Whedon head. I, <laughs> I love me yeah. some Joss Whedon, so I, I hope... Between this and Cabin in the Woods, this is the year where Hollywood stops having its head up its ass. Yeah, and this has kept us from getting Dr. Horrible, too, so... Which he has plans for. Yeah. Who cares? This has Iron Man. That's okay. Yeah. Dr. Horrible Man, <laughs> Iron Man stomps Moist's balls. Well, that would have happened anyway. <laughs> well, yes. But anyway, um, d d please, Avengers, be as awesome as you seem like you're going to be based on the trailers. Please. One would hope. Um, and finally, Comic-Con Hotels. It, it, it's a mess. It's a mess, but we have one. <laughs> there, there's nothing else to be said. It's you know, What everything about Comic-Con comes down to is if it's not all I care about is getting to Comic-Con and I'm constantly on top of things and constantly trying to find a grift, a way around the system. And that's the biggest problem, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah. Which, should it be that way? Uh, arguably, but it is a huge event. And if you want to go, they're really making it so, eh, you want to go? You've got to jump through hoops. you got to jump through hoops, and it doesn't feel like between last year's please get in line so that you can have the privilege of possibly coming back, and this year's we've bought all of the hotels because you bitched that there weren't enough hotel rooms. Yeah. It, it it continues to make it feel like a country club thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, if you haven't been here before, you're not going to be here now, bitch. Uh, I think they're trying to get away from that. 
but they're just making it worse. It feels like everything they do to make it better is making it worse. They are, but that's a whole different conversation because certain of the things they've made worse, they've made worse for those of us who just go every year and just sort of take into account, oh, as long as I'm here, I can do this, this, and this. Yeah. And be ahead of the hoi polloi. But at the same time, I don't know what advice I would give them to make it different because part of what they're doing is so that they can stay in San Diego. And I don't want them to move out of San Diego. I don't want to go to Las Vegas. I don't want to go to Anaheim. Oh, yeah. If, if Comic-Con moves, we'll start finding another convention. Yeah. Period. So, in summary, thank you for joining us for Crisis on Infinite Midlife's podcast. That's right. It's uh, episode eight, the kick of osteo. Oh, Jesus, my hip. Yes, I'm glad you remembered that. Because we've been doing this for about an hour now. Yeah, I hope I got it right. I have been drinking. All right. So, thank you, and uh, join us the next time we choose to do this. Uh, yeah, it's a crapshoot now, but uh, yes, I'm Rob. And I'm Amanda. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And